welcome to the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. We are so glad that you are here with us and listening today. Uh, thank you for being here. I am Pastor Jen Hackbarth, and I am here with Pastor Jay Carlson and technically Deacon Huntsvigasa. Yes, Hunts is a rostered minister in the ELCA for Word and Service. We are so glad you are with us today, Hunts. Thank you. And we're excited to talk today about our sermon uh, for this coming week. And it is a sermon about the prophet Habakkuk, right? Are you sure we, about that? We figured out how to say <laughs> the name. <laughs> I think we yeah, we should change it every time. So I'm going to go with Habakkuk. Yes. And I'll say Habakkuk. No. <laughs> you can say h no. Yeah, yeah. I think I grew up saying Habakkuk, and then I had seminary professors who said Habakkuk, and so now I'm just confused. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think so, I've learned Habakkuk. Yep. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll go with that, but we All won't promise it's right. pronunciations are welcome. Right, exactly. So we are still in this sermon series about the people of the promise, which is looking at prophets and prophets are people in the old testament habakkuk is a minor prophet which is simply means that it's a shorter book of the bible not there's a less a, important prophet right, right. there's a, a, a collection of short uh, prophet book or prophecy books and habakkuk is dealing with a lot of difficulty in his time speaking to the people who uh, have already seen an invasion, an invasion and difficulty from the Assyrians in the northern kingdom. Habakkuk is speaking to the people of the southern kingdom and warning them that the same thing may be happening to them in the near future and warning them about their actions and their choices, especially the leadership of the time. So like we saw with the prophet Micah last week, the prophets speak words of warning or judgment, but then also words of comfort and hope. And that's true of, of Habakkuk as well. Uh, certainly they're in a time of, of a lot of destruction and suffering that's going on at the hands of these other uh, empires around them. And and uh, Habakkuk is a voice of faith even in the midst of that and, and, and does does uh, speak to the reality of what's going on and also speak that word of promise to the people. I think what's interesting about this book too and this this little short three-chapter book is that Habakkuk is not speaking to the people. He's actually conversing with God. Yeah. So there's this dialogue between him and God and not words of warning to the people, not words of prophecy to the people, not words of change of behavior to the people. It's almost Habakkuk going through an existential crisis of God what in the world is going on? Where are you? Come save us. And so it really reads, the first two chapters really read like a lament psalm that God, that Habakkuk is just confronting God, asking these big questions that we continue to ask every day. God, where are you? What are you doing? And and if we are righteous, how are you present in our lives? Yeah. So it's got a little bit different feel than most prophetic books in that it's Habakkuk one-on-one -on -one with God saying, God, I need you now, mm -hmm. and I need you right now. That's so important. A lament is a part of a life of faith. Sometimes mm -hmm. we might have this unconscious or conscious belief that, that we can't voice our laments, that that's a sign of a weak faith. 
You all may remember the old green hymnal, the the LBW, oh, yes, and yes. like most hymnals, there's psalms present in that. But the LBW took out the psalms of lament. Mm. Well, and I mean they made choices, and one of the choices was to not include those psalms of lament. Our new ELW that we have up here on the hill, the the red hymnal has all 150 psalms, which I think is is a good thing for for our hymnal. Uh, the Psalms reflect all dimensions of, of faith, the human experience of, of life in relationship to God. There are praise psalms for sure, and there are pray, prayers of lament like Habakkuk's as well. Mm-hmm. I think what's fun about that is that it tells me that God is big enough to handle that too. Yeah, Like you're open. God is fair game. Challenge God to what you're thinking and believing and understanding and then wait for God to respond. Now, the response may not come like Habakkuk has, but you need you can't just challenge and let go. You need to challenge and then listen. And yeah. and I think that's what's so good about Habakkuk is that yeah. in Lee's Laments, which is all over the Psalms, um, the writers are not afraid to do that. And God is big enough to say, Bring it on, let's go. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point that you you can voice your lament to God, but then there is that next step of stopping and listening to what God has to say. I think that's really important. Uh, for us as faithful people and that that yeah lament is part of faith and mm-hmm. questioning is part of faith and and that God wants we talk a lot about God wanting a relationship with us and part of being in relationship is being honest and coming to God just as you are and God rejoices in that because it means that you are strengthening that bond mm-hmm. and and that you are coming to God truly um, which just is always good, I think, mm-hmm. um, and important. Yeah. Uh, should we go ahead and read this now? I've yeah. had some good discussion already, but let's go ahead and read this passage. There are selections from chapters 1 and 2 and 3. Is that right? Um, yep. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yep. Yeah. So so from the first three chapters of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, <laughs> either way. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen, or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faithfulness. Though the fig tree does not blossom and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights. So that's a beautiful reading. I, I do, yes. I hear 
like you were saying, Hans, about all of the speaking to God in those first couple of chapters and the way that Habakkuk goes to God with such honesty. Mm-hmm. And and again, that scriptural, it's, it's repeated several times in scripture that how long, how long, mm-hmm. O oh Lord, until something good happens, until my suffering ends, um, until you intervene. It's just a question throughout all of the Bible that's asked a lot. Yeah. There's some famous passages in here. I really like that that one in uh, chapter 2, verse 2. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. Not just because I just did a marathon and <laughs> read a lot of signs along the way, but I just like that image of being so clear about God's promise, God's vision mm-hmm. for the world, that you can write it uh, in big letters so that anybody can see it. In fact, once uh, in another church, on uh, after we did this, we invited people after worship to to write a message, something that you would want our neighbors of the church to see, or, uh, to hear about about God's promises and, and write them on big mm. posters and we put them outside the church. It was a fun activity. That way. It, it's interesting too when you say that. I was thinking the same thing, like it's a billboard and just coming off of election, mm. how many signs on, on, on you know people's yards and corners and boulevards have we had um, that you have to quickly look at as you drive by yeah. and, and God is asking the same thing of Habakkuk here. Mm. Make it visible so that you can see it. It's not um, as a billboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a message of, of hope uh, that, that is proclaimed there. Um, the righteous live by their faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a verse also that's been important, mm-hmm. especially in our Lutheran theology of mm-hmm. uh, living by faith, uh, justified by faith. And it's, yeah, it's there in the, the Old Testament prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, this also, um, as we've said before, even though... Here, there is within this dialogue with God that Habakkuk has uh, hope and promise. There's a lot of waiting, too. Mm -hmm. Um, If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And yet, he's still waiting. The people are are waiting for this promise to be fulfilled. And it's appropriate, then, that we read this as we're beginning the season of Advent, a Mm -hmm. season of, of both hope and waiting. Um, I've heard it said there are three kinds of waiting in Advent. We're waiting for Christmas, the celebration of Christmas. Uh, we're waiting for the coming of of Jesus, not just at Christmas, but that final coming of Jesus in, in glory to, to restore all things. And waiting for the, the Christ within us, um, the, the, the present Christ in our day-to-day lives. I like that. Um, so there's kind of that past, present, and future awaiting yeah. that exists in, in Advent. And a, and a great word of hope, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. the biblical idea of hope is not just pie in the sky, like, I hope to pass a test. But there's a hope that has a certainty of the future, that God is still present, that God is still active, and I will wait with hopefulness, hopeful anticipation, um, which has a certainty to it, um, that God is is present, has been present, and will be present in my future and in the ongoing redemption of his of mm-hmm. God's creation mm-hmm. it's that now and not yet yeah it's God is here and we're waiting for a final fulfillment do you all know um, Heidi Newmark a Lutheran pastor who served in in New York uh, she wrote a book called 
breathing space, mm-hmm. breathing spaces. Yeah, beautiful uh, book. Yeah, beautiful book. She's just an incredible writer. And and I heard, I, I read something she wrote about Advent. She said, as a pastor, she's always planning for the next season. So, like, she's thinking about Pentecost while we're in Easter or, you know, thinking about uh, Lent while we're still in summer and, uh, and the season after Pentecost. But she says, with Advent, it seems like it, it matches up with uh, the way she uh, experiences life most of the time. Like mm. this longing is something that we can all relate to. Um, so, so she feels like that just kind of syncs up with, with uh, wh- where she's at. And I think there's a lot of things that we are maybe longing for in our lives. Um, yeah, I mean, personal lives and for the life of our society, right. mm-hmm. uh, for creation. This is a time... Uh, we're all we all have those those prayers of longing i think that we can relate to yeah well i just think with the snow that we've had mm. in the past week there are people longing for it to be bigger so they can ski and there's people now <laughs> longing for it to be spring so this can get over with right yeah so we can never be content right right, right. The, the the present moment yeah well and hope is such an important part of faith and the way we live out our faith i've heard that hope is not necessarily a feeling but hope is a mm. a certainty mm-hmm. uh a confidence, even if you're not feeling hopeful, that God is present, and that hope is also an act that mm-hmm. you you act out of your hope, and that is what makes changes in the world is is people being hopeful. Like I just heard, I was reminded as the election was just a few weeks ago that women worked for suffrage for mm-hmm. seventy years, wow. that it it took. Uh, an entire generation of women who knew that they probably would never get to vote in their lifetime, mm-hmm. but their work was done with hope that someday mm-hmm. this would happen. And mm-hmm. that's so true of so many movements that we've had in our society and in faith that living out of hope is is so powerful mm-hmm. and makes mm-hmm. such a difference for the future. For sure. I, I was struck by v- verse 19 in chapter 3, the uh, God, the, the Lord is my strength, and how often the word, that phrase, the Lord is my strength or God is my strength, appears over and over again mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And I, I don't know, I just, I wanted to ask you too, as professional pastors, um, like what does that mean to you in the sense of what did it mean in the Old Testament, but what does it mean now? Like we don't see that phraseology in the New Testament as much. And I wonder if sometimes that's because we have the living embodiment of God in Jesus. And so that this becomes, this God is my strength is almost a, a mantra. It's a, a clarion call to remember who God is and what God has done. Um, so uh, that was a long question, but talk to me about that. Like, how do you see that phrase mm-hmm. played out in your own life mm-hmm. or in our present culture? I feel tempted to answer theologically, <laughs> you know, to Weird. talk about <laughs> like how God is present in weakness mm-hmm. and how Jesus came to us and showed us power and weakness and vulnerability. Um, but then where does the strength factor in with yeah. that? But mm-hmm. the strength is in this vulnerability of Christ and the willingness to enter into the full human experience. Um, which is all you know, good Lutheran mm-hmm. <laughs> theology. Yeah. But then strength I strength made perfect in when weakness. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But then I think about strength, and I think about personally the times that God has been my strength, mm-hmm. and when I have had 
nothing left to yeah. give in life for whatever reason. And t- my only choice is to lean on God's strength. Yeah. And that, that to me feels very real too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think of it both ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. This but Sunday yeah. we're going to be marking Easter Cares Sunday, which I'm looking forward to. There, I have just been amazed at how many caring ministries there are in this congregation from the prayer blanket makers and quilters to care companions and uh, prayer team there's a great prayer team uh, people who lead worship at senior living um, I can't and card writing I'm, I'm gonna miss some but there's all these care ministries and and I think of that too in the way that God uh, gives strength in times of need through the, the community the Christian community mm-hmm. the mutual care and consolation of believers um, yes I mean I've had those moments where in in private uh, times of prayer or devotion I may find strength in my my faith even more often I find it in in relationship in, in community um, mm-hmm. at, especially especially here at church yeah yeah that's well said thank you yeah and church is such a special community it's such a, a place where uh, you can find that support and some people in our society it may not find it other places but in church like if you've got something going on people at church will pray for you will mm-hmm. bring you what you need will visit you and um a lot of people are looking for that mm-hmm. and yeah. and i feel so uh good that the church can provide that in mm-hmm. in time of need mm-hmm. yeah so as we think about advent and um hoping and what's next for uh, the season and people of the promise um, what are you going to take from Habakkuk as you think about Habakkuk in the coming week Mm. yeah that waiting that waiting is difficult and God is present in in our waiting Um, whether it's waiting for healing in, in our own lives or healing in our society uh, god is still present even in those times where it feels like well we've been waiting a long time mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say the same thing you know in this season of advent as we enter in it is so much about waiting you meet you know the outcome you know it's going to happen and that's that idea of hope i think um but you still got to walk through it you still got to journey through that and um i think of I think of how hard that can be with people who have experienced loss or this Advent season is, a, is the first season without this person in my journey. Uh, and so the waiting is even harder then. And so then I think, I, I think then it's to lean harder into the community, lean harder into the strength, um, lean harder into others who can walk with you. And, and so the waiting is never alone. It's always in companionship. Um, but it also means you need to be willing to risk that vulnerability. And I think that is sometimes a challenge too. But it, that's that was my, I was going to say the same thing, Pastor Jay. Like the, that idea of waiting is is just true. It's just real. But knowing there's there's an ending, knowing there there's something beautiful at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great place for us to wrap up our conversation. All but right. thank you, Hans, for joining us today. Thank you for great. inviting me. It was great, great conversation. <laughs> and come anytime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's only three microphones. <laughs> 
uh, we thank all of you for taking the time to join us and listen as we consider and think about the coming texts for our worship time. We wish you a blessed beginning to your Advent. And as always, we at Easter Lutheran Church, our mission is to grow in faith and to carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you.